Hi, this is Don Cherie Wilkerson, and I pastor Vue Church in Miami, Florida, and this is our podcast. I hope it encourages you. I hope that it inspires you. Let's check out the message. Well, hi, Vue friends and family. I'm so grateful that we get to share this time together. And it goes without saying, but I'm gonna say it over and over again today. Happy Mother's Day. We're celebrating women today. You know, you may not know this, but Rich and I, we went on an eight year infertility journey. And I realized that I didn't have to hold a baby in my arms to have a mother's heart. And today we're celebrating all women, all the seeds of encouragement that you've sown, all the sacrificial love, It's bringing a harvest and it's bigger than you could ever dream or imagine. We appreciate you, we love you. And for those of you today that have a desire in your heart to be a mom, well, we're standing with you. We're praying with you and we're believing for that miracle to come to pass. But right now in this moment, we don't have to wait to celebrate your life. Mother's Day is a special day. It's a day of honor. It's a day that we can't just pass by. And today God's put a message on my heart for the families of this house. And I believe it's gonna encourage you today. We've been in a collection uh, entitled, The Story You Tell Yourself. And how many of you know that the story that you tell yourself is the life that you will live? And we have kicked it off week after week, looking to the Word of God for how it impacts the individual stories of our life and how when our stories are united, how they move forward together in strength. And today is part four. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me or it'll be on the screen that you're watching today. Deuteronomy chapter six, verse five. It reads this, love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. And I wanna talk to you for the next few minutes on this thought, the soundtrack of your story. Will you bow your heads and pray with me? Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for every single woman, Lord, that is a part of this family, Lord. Every woman watching today, God, I pray that they would feel celebrated, they would feel valued, Lord, more than just by us, by you. I pray that they would feel the love of heaven envelop them today. We thank you for your word. Speak to us today in this season. We're desperate for you, Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Everybody said, Oh, come on, wherever you are, everybody said, amen. I love soundtracks. You know, every great movie has a great soundtrack. All I have to do is start humming it, singing a single line, and it takes you straight to that storyline. I've had the time of my life. Or how about this one? You know, you know what I'm singing, Rocky, baby. Or how about this? 
Da, 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 da. You know it. As soon as I start singing the song, immediately it takes you to that storyline, that plot line. Soundtracks matter. And the older that I get, the more I hear people tell me, Don Cherie, you sound like your mom. And you know what? Honestly, it makes a lot of sense to me. I should sound like my mom. My mom's voice has been the soundtrack of my life. She has spoken words of encouragement, words of correction, words of life, words of wisdom over me in every single season. I know her voice and her voice has brought strength to me year after year. There's great power and there's great strategy in every great soundtrack. We can learn a lot from the way every great soundtrack supports every great story. Now, soundtracks are underappreciated, a lot like moms. Take a closer look at the soundtracks that we love. Soundtracks are intentional. Soundtracks change their approach according to what is needed at that specific part of the story. It's intuitive. It is honed in. Soundtracks are the unsung hero. They undergird the entire story, yet they're invisible, but they bring more strength and emotion than you and I realize as we are locked into that story that has captured our attention. Soundtracks are also, they silence distractions. You may have gotten sidetracked while you're watching that story, but all of a sudden the music pulls you back in and you're right back in it paying attention to the story as the soundtrack silences the other distractions around you. You know, I've been doing IG Lives in this season of quarantine with my mom. I've so loved and treasured these conversations I've had with my mom. And my mom shared with me that Deuteronomy chapter six, the verse we just read, is actually the foundation of her approach to parenting. She's parents seven kids, now countless grandkids and in-loves. We've gotten married and the family continues to grow, but almost 40 years of parenting in her life. And she's always based it off of this scripture found in Deuteronomy chapter six, that you should teach the scriptures to your children, that you should talk to them about them as you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and even when you get up. She's applied this in every season of her life. And in 2020, this is the goal. Quarantine season 2020, this is our foundation for a home that is full of life and strength and hope. Now, my mom decided to take this scripture and to employ it in our home through music. So what she did when I was two years old, I had an older sister, I had a younger brother who was just six months old at the age at that time. And she said, you know what? I'm gonna figure out a way to get these scriptures to really 
stick in their heart, to be just a part of their normal day. And so she started to take scriptures and to write them into songs. She ended up writing hundreds of songs, songs that have have created the culture of our home, that taught us emotional intelligence, taught us how to worship, taught us how to process the issues that we were facing in our life. But can I encourage you? You don't have to write a song to be able to teach your children the promises of God. All you have to do is decide to speak them out. You don't have to have the table set beautifully. You don't have to have a pulpit. You don't have to have a specific time of day to do it. You can do it, Deuteronomy chapter six tells you, and simply teach them the word along the way. See, there are different phrases that my mom spoke that uh, I've never forgotten. There are melodies that she paired with the promises of God that I carry even now. And those promises of God put to music have become the soundtrack of my life. And today I just wanna take some time to share some of those promises with you. The first thing that my mom taught us as we celebrate Mother's Day, she taught us this simple truth, talk to Jesus. Mom, you wrote a song entitled, Talk to Jesus. Can you just share with all of us, how did you write that song and what are some of your first memories of discovering that you could talk to Jesus? Well, you know, as a mom, I understood that the most precious thing I could give you kids was a relationship with Christ that you would know you could talk to him at any time and that he would talk back to you. So that that was key for me. And the Bible says, pray without ceasing. And so I knew that God had created us to talk to somebody in our mind. And his idea was that we would talk to him. And so I wanted to give that to you children. And that's why I wrote that song. I remember my childhood, uh, my dad died when I was three and my mom remarried when I was five. And so it was a transition. And at our church, there would be the singing and, and then the sermon. And then we would gather around the altars. And our time praying was as long as the sermon. And I can remember vividly just having my head down as a child and just talking to God. My mom said, baby, just talk to him. And I can remember times missing my dad or or wondering, wow, this is a big life change and or whatever I was dealing with. And I can just remember as a child that I learned that God's presence was real and that I really could talk to him. And that when I did, the Bible says in his presence is fullness of joy. And so even a child can understand that. And it doesn't matter what you're going through. Um, God, He has something to say about it. And I wanted you children to know that. And because when I was a child, it was everything for me. That, that talking to Jesus made the difference. It's how I got through life many times. And even though I had a great mom that would talk to me, sometimes things in children are going on in all of us. We can't even articulate. And we yes. just, we, all we can do is say, God, I, I need you. I need you to talk to me. 
I, I need to feel your arms wrapped around me. And that's the whole miracle of it all is that God, God Almighty, He comes in our prayers, whether it's a child that's five or six or a grandmother or whoever it is, God comes just when you begin to talk to Him. You can't talk to God and stay mad and, and upset and, and hopeless because He begins to settle your spirit he begins to fill you with his peace. And Talk to Jesus. Teach me, Lord, to pray without ceasing. Talk to Jesus. Help me, God, to talk to you. I'll talk to Jesus. Show me how to live in your presence. I'll talk to you, Lord Jesus, and listen as you talk to me. And as you talk to Jesus, can I remind you that He talks to you? This is not a one-sided conversation, friend. As you talk to Jesus, He is faithful to lead and guide you. And as you seek Him, His Word promises us that you will find Him. You know, being in the house together over the last few weeks, all of us are on our phones more than we usually would be. Not what I expected in this quarantine season, but it's necessary to stay connected to the people that we love that are not in our immediate household. Sometimes when the people around you are on their phones, you can just get caught up and you can be talking to someone that's right in front of you, but they're on their phone and they don't even hear you. And sometimes that's the way that we view the God that we serve is, is that maybe he's busy taking care of somebody else's issues. Maybe he's got his eyes and his focus on something bigger than my situation. Maybe he's not listening right now, but friend, that has not happened for one moment in this season. God hears every single prayer that you pray. He knows your thoughts. He knows your worries. He knows your anxiety. He knows the decisions that you are making today. And he is not paying attention to everyone else while ignoring you. He is focused on you. And if you will talk to Jesus, he will talk to you. See, this is why Jesus gave his life 2,000 years ago. Not just so that your eternity could be secure, but in the midst of all this upheaval around the world so that you could have an assurance that God is intimately involved in your circumstance. And sometimes we want to make it fancier than it should be. Sometimes we want to make the door to God more difficult than it really is. Friend, when you accept Jesus Christ into your life, you have access to the presence of God and you can talk to him at any moment of the day. And I can hear the soundtrack of my mother's voice repeated over and over in my heart as she would sing to me. Just talk to Jesus. First Thessalonians tells us to rejoice always, to give thanks in all circumstances, and to pray without ceasing. 
I don't want to be the same after this season. I want to be changed from the inside out. I've already seen God move amidst this deep pain that we are facing as a nation, as a world. I've seen friends that that have walked away from God, suddenly filling their homes with, with worship and leaning into the scriptures for the first time in a long time. Sometimes when you start back a conversation, you can feel intimidated to start the conversation again. So you can delay it. I don't know what the words are to say to them. I don't know how to say it. So you just keep putting it off until you know what to say. Friends, why are you missing out on the strength of heaven right now? God isn't mad at you. He's madly in love with you. Will you start the conversation back up again right now? Just start the conversation up again. Talk to Jesus. Tell him the truth. God, I don't know what to say, but I know that I need you right now. You fill my heart with a hope that only you can give. Will you meet me here again? God's just waiting for you to reach out to him. As you talk to him, he will talk to you. I want the soundtrack of the story of my life to be prayers of a broken heart lifted to a healing God. I want the soundtrack of my life to be prayers of a weak soul lifted to an almighty king. I want the prayers of my life to be honest and open before a God that sees everything, but chooses to welcome us into his family. Today, will you choose to talk to Jesus? Secondly, when it comes to the soundtrack of our life, something that my mother would say all the time. She'd say, this is for you, Lord. Mom, a song that I constantly refer back to in my life is a song that you wrote called, This is for You, Lord. I want to know the backstory on it. You got to share it with us because I know all your songs, they aren't written at a beautiful flowery moments. They're usually written at like... <laughs> real crazy in the, battle, in the battles of life they yes most inspiring moments right you know one night I was uh, it was a frustrating night I was cleaning the kitchen it was late and I was like oh I I'm created for something better than cleaning the kitchen all the time. <laughs> and yet I seem to be as, as a mother of six I was in the and then seven I was in the kitchen a lot it seemed like and I thought hmm why don't you just clean this kitchen for God and I just began singing my song and I I'm telling you it's a precious memory it may sound so silly but there I was alone it was like just me and God and I thought you know what this is what I need to be doing. I need to clean this kitchen. And God, I'm not just gonna waste this, this sacrifice. I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make it a gift to you. And I just began to sing, and then I began to sing worship songs. And it's one of my favorite memories, and it taught me a lot that we can do anything and make it for God. It's like your kitchen became your altar. Exactly. Exactly, and that and that kitchen sink and what I didn't find enjoyable, it made it even better because I said, God, I'm gonna do this with joy. 
I'm going to do it for you. And you know, when you do that, then this energy flows in. When you're mad about something and you're resisting it and resentful, then your energy just leaves you and it, it compounds the problem. But you can take anything and do it for God. In fact, the Bible says you can do the best things. The Bible says that you can give all your food. You can do all kinds of great things. But if you don't have love, if you're not really doing it for God because you love him, the Bible says it's, it profits you nothing. The effort is empty. Yeah. But yeah. then the little things that often we just think we got to get through, it's actually, it can be an altar. It can be a sacrificial moment that pleases the heart of God. And I want to say something that'll maybe encourage people. And so I just wrote the song. I just said, this is for you, Lord. Everything that I do, Lord, this is for you, Lord. Teach me to serve. And so this, this, this is song. for you, Lord. Everything that I do, Lord. This is for you, Lord. Teach me to serve all through the day, Lord. Everything that I say, Lord. Search my heart now, Lord. Make it for you. You can stop at any moment of the day. And you can choose to offer your ordinary circumstances to God. And at that moment, it becomes a blessing to the heart of the Father. Our prayer for you today is, whatever you do in your home, quarantine church, 2020, COVID-19 edition, whatever you do in your home, that you would simply offer it to God as a sacrifice, saying, God, I do this for you. So Don Sherry, I'm just hustling. I'm just trying to survive through the day. What, what's holy about this? What's holy about my housework? What's holy about the homeschooling? What's holy about feeling lonely in my house all alone? See, what you have to understand is in the Old Testament, some of the same sacrifices were offered to different gods. Some were blessed, when some were cursed. You say, what do you mean? Well, lambs were offered in the Old Testament to idols, to false gods, and those sacrifices were cursed. But other lambs, the same animal was offered to our God, Jehovah, the living God. And that same sacrifice was deemed blessed because it was offered to God. See, Jesus wasn't the only one who was crucified on that hill 2,000 years ago. There were two other men on his left and his right who were also crucified, who also shed their blood, who also breathed their last breaths on that hill, but only one of them was the perfect sacrifice because Jesus was the one who offered his very body as a sacrifice to the Father. Others' blood were shed, but only one changed the course 
of history. Duntry, what are you trying to say? I'm saying that whatever you have, it can be a blessing to God when given to him. That if you just choose to look at the things that you do, the ordinary, the mundane, the everyday, and you choose to say, like it says in Romans chapter 12, that you would offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So you offer your bodies as living sacrifices. This is your true and proper worship. You wanna know what a sacrifice is? When you're, when you're teaching your children and you choose to say, God, I don't do, just do this for my children, I do it for you. When you're working and you say, God, I'm not just doing this for the organization that I lead or that I work for, but God, I will do it for you. When you're speaking life and faith over your spouse, who feels down or who feels depressed or who can't find joy or strength in this season. But you say, God, I'm not just doing it for them. I'm doing it for you. At that moment, what you choose to do isn't just for those around you, but it is a sacrifice given to God. And can I tell you that it blesses the heart of God and it changes things. God, this is for you, Lord. This is my worship. Today, I want to encourage you, talk to Jesus. And as you talk to him, as you go throughout your day, as Deuteronomy 6 says, choose to say, Lord, this is for you, Lord. Teach your children to say it. God, as, as we eat our dinner, God, we thank you for this food. God, we give you glory for what you've given us. This, even this moment around the table of fellowship, this is for you, Lord. But that's not all when it comes to the soundtrack of our life. Because moms, we honor you today. And I honor my mother today because there's one thing that she taught me that has meant everything in my journey. And it's simply this phrase, forgive me, Lord. It's very clear that God delights in mercy. He want, he's ready to forgive. He, don't, he doesn't want us to carry shame. And I wanted you kids to know that. So I wrote it. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Oh, dear God, I've been so wrong. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. I have sinned against you and you alone. Holy God. Please take away my selfish, sinful heart. Lord, please let this moment be a brand new start. You delight in mercy, so hear my cry once more. I'm so ashamed. Forgive me, Lord. But that's beautiful that you put in the lyrics. You know, it's scriptural that this is a brand new beginning. This is a brand new start. And sometimes when we come to God and we repent, we can be the ones that sulk. It's like we won't accept the forgiveness that He so freely offers us. And how have you gotten past that in your life? You know, I think the fact that God washes us clean, it translates into my mind that if He forgives me, I can forgive myself. And if, 
And if that's God's will, then the people I've hurt, if I've said I'm sorry or whatever the situation, I can trust God to take care of them as well. And I think we all know what regret is. I think we've all made mistakes, relationship mistakes. But it's just so wonderful to know that God not only forgives us, but he, his grace extends to those people that maybe we hurt. And uh, God, God is just such a, he's such an all-inclusive God. He, you know, he, he, even the people that hurt us, he still loves them. And so he yeah. literally puts that love in us. So if somebody's really hurt us or really hurt our loved ones, the Bible says to pray for your enemies, to do good to those who despitefully use you. Why? So that you can be free, not only with him, but free of what other people have done. And so God's will is that we be free, that we, that we can love unconditionally, that we don't limp through life carrying that garbage from the past, whether something we did wrong or maybe something that somebody else did to us. Either way, God says, I can take care of it. And if you will just do your part and say, God, forgive me of my part in this situation, then God says, okay, you have released me to do a miracle of healing, of restoring what was lost of, of get, restoring your joy, your peace, your purpose. And, and, and the way God sees us, he doesn't even see those things. He sees us in his righteousness. And so I love that. I, I love this song because it feels so clean to just make things right with him and with people. When was the last time you said, I'm sorry? Because I don't have to guess if some apologies have been needed over the last few weeks. I know in all of our homes that there have been things that have been said. There have been nerves that have been gotten on. There have been frustration. There's been anger. And you know how we bring things to the table and we resolve it? Simply by being honest and humble and saying, forgive me. Forgive me. We and our families have to come to the table with an open heart, willing to repent to God and also to say we're sorry to those around us. I had a moment a few weeks ago in the first few weeks of our quarantine that I just had a conversation in the middle of washing dishes. As I was saying, you can say, this is for you, Lord. You could open up those moments to God. I was washing dishes, it was late at night and I was scrubbing it and there was just some things from dinner stuck on one of the plates. And as I was cleaning again, I literally just started to have a conversation with the Holy Spirit. Almost felt like he was asking me like, hey, do you want to just leave that plate with a little bit of junk on it or do you want to clean it fully? And I'm like, no, I'm not stopping. I'm cleaning this fully. It was almost like he was asking me in that moment, Don Cherie, do you want me to get rid of some things that have dirtied up your spirit? Because if you'll open up your heart to me, I'll clean your heart like never before in this season. In the middle of washing dishes, I wasn't sitting in church. I wasn't in a worship moment. I wasn't in a Bible study. I wasn't in my crew. I was washing dishes. And I felt him whisper in my heart, I want to clean your heart. I want to get some junk out of the way so that you can hear me clearly, clearer than you ever have before. And as I was washing dishes, I had the opportunity just to open up my heart to him and say, God, Forgive me. Forgive me if there's anything in me that 
Forgive me if I've been distracted. Forgive me if my priorities have gotten off track. Forgive me if I've been too busy. Forgive me. Forgive me, God. Clean me. From the inside out, he will. Now, that's called conviction. There's a difference between conviction and condemnation. The Word of God says that there is no condemnation in Jesus. Can I tell you really clearly that that condemnation is never okay? Condemnation makes you want to run from God, making you feel like you're unworthy and you'll never be able to measure up. But conviction, friends, is a way of intimacy to the Father. Conviction is a way of opening up your plugged ears to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit fresh and anew again because conviction says get this stuff out of the way so that you can move forward into all that I have for you. Conviction says hey don't run and hide run to my arms run to my love run to my grace there is new grace for you today and it's found when you're simply able to say forgive me Lord I believe that God is speaking to hearts today. Maybe you don't need to ask God to forgive you. Maybe you need to ask someone around you to forgive you today. Maybe a face call, FaceTime phone call is needed. Maybe a conversation in your home needs to take place. Or maybe instead of you apologizing, you actually need to accept an apology. And you need to allow God to remove the bitterness that has been caked on your soul and is bringing more pain and destruction to you than you even realize. Friends, we don't have time to play games. We definitely don't have time or space to harbor things in our hearts that are hurting us and that are hurting those around us. Will you be willing today to open up your heart to God and allow Him to clean your heart? Will you be willing today to be honest about what your soul is comprised of, the things that you've been storing up within your spirit. We've got to come to a place where we're willing to say, forgive me, Lord. See, the potential of this moment we're in, it doesn't depend on your circumstance. It depends on your heart stance. There's a big difference when you really look at the root words of circumstance was actually originally coined to mean that you can have a stance that impacts everything around you. That we as the body of Christ, the family of God, VU Church and beyond, the capital C Church, that we can stand amidst crisis, that we can stand amidst the storm raging around us, and that the way that we stand can impact everyone around us. You see, you can occupy this space with a strength that brings strength to the world around you. But you've got to choose to let your heart stance lead your circumstance. How can you allow your heart stance to lead your circumstance? By choosing to talk to Jesus. By choosing to say, Lord, this is for you. And by choosing to have a heart that is humble before Almighty God that says, please forgive me, Lord. The world is searching for answers. And we may not know what the coming days and weeks 
will look like. But one thing we know is this, that we serve a God that holds it all. And that He wants to let you know that He's been holding you since the very beginning. Deuteronomy chapter six gives us a template for what this season should look like. You know, with Wyatt and our house and with our kids, I've been creating a schedule. It's a new schedule. We wrote it out. This is what it looks like to be at home. This is what it looks like to be confined to our house. This is what we're doing hour by hour. But can I tell you, way more important than the schedule that I typed out is for me to take to heart the words of Deuteronomy chapter six, that uh, I would just talk to my kids about loving God and loving others as we walk, as we talk, as we sit, as we rise, as we lie, that in every single moment of the day that I am talking to my kids about the promises of God, that the promises of God and the ability that we have to love the creator of the universe, may that be the soundtrack of our story. May not have been the soundtrack of your parents' story. May not have had a mom or a dad that spoke those words of life over you. You know what's beautiful? Is that through your life, a brand new legacy begins today. Through your life, generations will thank God that you chose not to rely on your own strength, but you chose to surrender your mornings and your afternoons and your evenings and your midnight hours to God. And because you chose to surrender and trust, it's changing everything about the soundtrack of the stories of generations to come simply because you choose to trust Jesus. You know, I grew up in a family of athletes and I watched my brothers choose this song that they wanted to put to their highlight reel for football. And I watched them choose the song year after year that they wanted to walk out of the dugout with their bat to, to be able to take a swing. I, I watched us as a family as we celebrated the, the music that we loved and the different artists that we loved, and making up dances and celebrating and having fun. But more important than any melody, far more important than any fun, catchy tune or lyric. I watched my parents cry out to God. It's not the catchy Billboard Top 100 that is the soundtrack of our lives as Christ followers, but it is the prayers of the righteous woman and it is the prayers of the righteous man that will carry you through from season to season. Today, you and I, there's not a lot of things that we get to decide in this season, but we do get to decide the words that come out of our mouth. We do get to decide the stance of our heart. We do get to decide to speak forgiveness, to lean into the presence of the Holy Spirit, to welcome Him into our home and into our heart. May we not miss out on all that God is doing in this season because He's doing a deep work, a work of renewal, a work of restoration, even amidst all the brokenness, because He always starts with our hearts. There's healing for you today. There's peace for you today. What's your song? 
What's your soundtrack? May it be an original. May it be a once in all of history. Broken but blessed. Worship song to Almighty God. He is blessed by your life. He is honored by the way that you simply surrender your moments to Him. And He will never leave you, and He will never abandon you. His promises are the soundtrack and forever will be the soundtrack to your story. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. Maybe consider rating the podcast and share it with a friend. It really makes all the difference. For more content from VU and to connect with us, go to vuchurch.com. We love you. The best is yet to come.